All right, everyone, welcome back to the eighth episode of the Forgettables podcast. Uh, this is going by much quicker than I actually anticipated. Uh, the ball is rolling, and I think we're on a roll right now. Uh, what's going to happen next week uh, and the week after is that it's going to get even tougher and tougher to do. And Rafi, I remember last year we did the thousand words a day. Like the first week, we were just pumped. We were getting it done. And then, you know, second, mm-hmm. third week hit, it was like, man. Like if Ruffy doesn't text me, I don't know if I'm going to do it. But then like, it was always like Ruffy did it. And I was like, oh shoot, now I got to put something up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think it's about to get tough. This is, we're about to see why we, we did this together. And that's because, uh, you know, we need people to motivate each other, but let's get into it today. I wanted to quickly touch on what happened at work today. So um, without giving too much information or, or details of what happened. Uh, you guys know that I work at an e-commerce fulfillment uh, company, right? And so over here, we have third-party vendors that send us stuff that they want to sell on our website. So what happened is we had uh, a bunch of units get deleted virtually in the system, uh, about $90,000 worth. And so I'm trying to figure out what's going on and so i was researching trying to find out the last steps of what happened the tough part was we had about 50 units in inventory and the orders that were placed they were all placed last week on the 9th and they all happened like at around the same time so all 50 units were bought like at the same time and so we started shipping them out and uh i don't think any of them actually got shipped out but they all ended up getting deleted in the system so I, did, I, don't, I didn't have visibility on where any of these actually physically would be. Because if, if I could find them physically, it would be pretty easy. I could figure out what, what happened. But so I'm doing my research. I'm going through. And it turns out that like every single order of this item kicked out at the weight check. So the last step in the process, and, and for, for some more context, this was like a drawing tablet. And it was about $2,500. It's like this legit 4K tablet that you can draw on. Uh, and it was like some Chinese company. Uh, and I don't know if it's Chinese, but it was like some company that I'd never heard of before. Uh, and so it was an expensive product and it all just kind of went missing all at once. And so I'm going back, I'm tracing and all the weight checks failed. So this item, the listed weight that it's supposed to be is 28 pounds. And so I'm checking the logs of every single weight check. And I went through about 16 of the orders everyone not a single one was above a pound everyone was like 0.3 pounds 0.4 pounds 0.5 pounds 0.15 pounds you know what i mean and so clearly there was nothing in the box that was being shipped right and so turns out this was a case of vendor fraud where uh essentially what you can do is you can put up a fake listing And if you're really smart about it, you can get paid on your end. And then any negative repercussions that happen, the actual fulfillment company takes the brand hit for it, right? So uh, the the fulfillment company will have to deal with all the customer service and all that stuff. And you just kind of get paid, right? So this is what this company was trying to do. Uh, Some lessons I have for the people that are trying to do something like this is like, number one, eventually you're going to get caught, right? Like, you can do this for a little bit, but you, it's not going to last. Number two is that if you're going to do it, 
like be smart about it at least like don't price your product at $2,500 and then send an empty box. You know what I mean? Like that's going to get caught. Like that's, that's not small. Uh, and number three is just like you are only hurting yourself when you're doing this, right? If you do something like this where you're trying to make a quick buck off of some, of some loophole that you're trying to work through uh, in the long run, you're really just going to hurt yourself because they're going to delist you and kind of blacklist you. Uh, or, or not let you sell again uh, on that platform. So uh, just some advice I have for people that are in the e-commerce space. Uh, I know a lot of people are into drop shipping and, and you know, fulfilling orders that they're not actually uh, physically verifying and stuff like that. So just be careful, make sure that like when you get a customer, right? When someone pays money for a product, they should get that product, right? And that, it sounds like pretty basic stuff, but uh, you know, sometimes we need reminders as well. So uh, those are, those are my two cents. That's what happened today, Rafi. Um, it took me a long time. It took me actually about two days to figure out what happened and work my way backwards and uh, kind of trace back to what happened, but uh, it felt good finally getting to that answer. And uh, you know, so what happened? Did you guys like cancel the contract or whatever? Oh, well, I don't handle that piece, but I'm, like, I'm assuming that's how it yeah, so like that's a different team that handles that vendor fraud type stuff. So they would reach out to the vendor and essentially let them know like, hey, this is what we found. Uh, and then I don't know what happens after that. But I'm assuming it results in number one, uh, you're, like you're not getting paid first off. And number two is that um, you're not allowed to sell product on the platform anymore. Mm. That sucks. Um... Actually, that's something my wife was thinking about doing too. Like, get like vendor get, fraud. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't know that would come with it. That's a that's a good idea. But no, be a part of uh, Amazon seller. So, uh -huh. we'll make sure to that if you're doing a vendor fraud, we'll make sure that it's not for twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like, it, like to be honest, the only reason it flagged is because it was like such a big amount. Like, if it was like let's say 50 bucks, 100 bucks. I don't think anyone would have noticed. It probably would have went through and you probably could have made a quick, you know, a couple hundred bucks. But I, I think again, in the long run, this stuff does kind of come out. Well, how does this work? Hard. I mean, we're getting a little bit into detail, but like, how does it work though? Like, is it like a set percentage or does the percentage change depending on the product and the amount that Amazon makes? Like, You're talking about like let, let's say you're listing on Amazon, like how much you're making or, or what, what's your question? I'm not sure what like, you're asking. Like if I'm an Amazon seller, right? Yeah. And I'm sending you something that's valued at $10,000. Mm -hmm. I'm sending you something that's valued at $100. But how much, like do you make the same percentage off both or how does that work? Like what's so there, Amazon, yeah. How do you make money? What's your cut on that? So yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the Amazon side. I, I, can't, I can't give you exact numbers because there's different tiers yeah. and depending on the size of the product and all that stuff, there's a, bunch of different, uh, there's a bunch of different variables that go into pricing for the vendors. But overall, you got to think about it like you're renting out fulfillment center space. Mm. So you're storing stuff and you're paying for the rent for the storage there. And number two, you're paying a portion of every sale. And so the, the portion of you know, the cut that Amazon gets is different based on which, like if it's apparel or 
what type of product it is and what size it is and that kind of thing. And then the storage space is pretty much strictly dependent on how big the item is. Like the bigger the item is, the, the more it's gonna cost you to store in the warehouse because uh, you know, the more it's, it's literally just a storage play, right? So interesting. you're taking more capacity if you're bigger in size. That's really interesting. Um, it's the same model for AWS, right? Like we have servers, you can rent out some space, you can put your websites on it, that kind of thing. Like it's, it's the exact same model taken to the cloud. You know what I mean? So uh, it's pretty interesting to see that. Interesting. But yeah, what else you got, man? There's nothing that comes to mind from today, but maybe I think it's one thing that I've been going through this past month and a half, two months, like it's been only what a month and a half into 2021 and I'm already like being my butt headed to me, you know, like being whooped. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because you always see these motivational videos of people saying, you know, hey man, it's temporary, you know, it's temporary. Like Muhammad Ali says, you know, pain is temporary. You know, once I'm done with this, I can like, you know, I'll achieve success and that'll be the rest of my life. And that's literally what I realized, like, I mean, my master's is one thing that I'm doing certification. It's just more like a career path. If, you know, in the future, I still want to be part, be in the nonprofit industry, that's going to help me. But the personal, the personal training stuff is what's killing me, really. You know, and that's like a lot of information that I've never had before. It's because I've been out of like a school setting, kind of a study where you have to like learn stuff and give exams. I've been out of that setting for a while because master's is not the same it's more like you're learning doing discussions and like writing papers that's the kind of setting is more like my kind of setting right now but it's really like difficult but I'm pushing myself and I'm realizing every time every time I question myself man why am I doing this and then I realize like this is something that of course I'm passionate about and this is something that matters to me and if I can push myself in this like month and a half two months and get this done with then that will be a struggle worthwhile that I put an effort into and towards the end it's going to benefit me at the end of the day and it's going to help me grow and expand into the field that I'm already in and this is a field that you can never stop really educating yourself you get a personal training certification then you get specialized in different things and you learn the biomechanics you learn so many things. It never stops. The better you get out of the craft, the better you get in person training, it's the more opportunities open up for you. The more people will trust you. So I think my my message to the listeners is that whatever struggles you may be going through right now, and I'm gonna I'm I'm talking about the struggle that you choose to take upon, you know, like doing a new course, a new job, a new program, learning something, something that you've never done before, you know, like uh yesterday I had Isa and he talked about this as well. And this is a very common theme especially in the fitness industry, maybe even in the business business side of things that you got to start learning to be comfortable by being uncomfortable, you know? So you got to start learning how to be comfortable in an uncomfortable space. And for me, in all honesty, I'm still learning and dealing with how to be okay with a lot of these things that are pushing me beyond my regular self. You know, this is not like me. I'm never an overwhelmed person i'm not a stressed out person at times i'm i'm a chill guy i'm though when it comes to most things but this is just completely new for me but at the same time i'm having a mind mind talk every single day a prep talk that's saying you know hey this is temporary 
push through it, you'll be done, push through it, you'll be done. And at the end of the day, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make sure that you are the one that's going out and achieving your success and nobody else can do it for you. So people who are out there trying something new, struggling every day uh, and getting their first steps right, just keep trying. You know, you got to keep trying. The more you try, the better you get it. Eventually, you realize that, you know, the amount of effort that I put in trying all this time in the end, it, it did get me somewhere, you know, you will look back and be like all those struggles, they're nothing compared to what I've achieved today. Yeah, just to touch on that, we were talking about uh, Malcolm X and his legacy and uh, just reflecting on that today. And so one of the things that we discussed was, well, actually, we didn't discuss this, but now that you brought it up, I'm thinking of is that you know, these people that were great, that went down as great in history and that left a legacy, they all have one thing in common. And that is that they were able to sacrifice who they are, what they like to do in the current moment for who they will become, mm-hmm. right? They understood that I need to have discipline now so that I can get to the person I'm trying to be. And really that their great gift is not like oration or anything like that. It's, it's discipline, right? Having the discipline to forego parties, forego uh, whatever you might want to do and understanding there's a limited amount of time you have in each day and, and in your life and the decisions you make and how you spend your time today directly impacts 10 years from now. You know what I mean? Like us doing this podcast right now, this is a choice you're using to spend your time here. And the idea is that in five, 10, 20 years, this should pay some form of dividend, right? What, and, and that form of dividend in my mind is that we become better podcasters. We become better hosts as podcasters, right? And that should enable us to uh, you know, bring on bigger and bigger guests and, and just be better at the craft of podcasting, right? So take that mentality with, uh, with you wherever you go and understand that it's not about like, you need to, you have to pay your dues, whatever your, whatever field you're in, whatever you're doing. But that being said, it doesn't have to be unenjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people think that the grind and the hustle, that stuff has to be like, oh, I hate doing this. Like you can enjoy the process. And I think that's where the mindset comes in. Like if you think, man, I hate doing this, I hate working, then of course it's going to be a drag every day. But if you think about it in a positive way and you really just spin the story like, man, I love that I'm learning. I love that I'm growing. Eventually that'll, you know, you'll start liking that. And I, I genuinely do believe that you can trick yourself into actually enjoying things that you may not think you enjoy. Right. So for example, like working out, like when people are beginning and Ruffy, you know, this, like, it's like, man, I don't want to work out. Like cardio sucks, but like, Eventually you get to a point, you're like, man, like, you know, some people are able to get to a point at least where they're like, man, like, let's go work out. Or even if they're not like, let's go work out. They're like, I got to do this because I made a commitment to myself. Mm-hmm. And actually that brings me to another point. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing you can do for your self-esteem, and this is for anyone, is to commit to yourself and not break that commitment. I think if you can get to a level where your commitment to yourself is greater than any other commitments you have, right? And of course, all the other commitments you have should 
kind of fall in place as well. But you commit to yourself that I'm going to do, I'm going to sit for 10 minutes. I'm going to do this. And if you're able to actually sit down for 10 minutes and do that thing every single day, like you promised yourself, the gains in confidence, the gains in self-esteem that you will see, I don't think you can get anywhere else. Just don't lie to yourself. It's interesting interesting you mentioned that because a lot of times you see these quotes and stuff like people go like, oh, just write 10 minutes a day or just write one page a day, you know, and over a span of a year, you've written like half half a small novel or something, you know, (laughs) you've written like 300 pages. And I think there's a small actions that play a huge role. Like, you know, they say that pebbles or rocks make mountains, you know, small things add up and eventually you see the results. Like, especially, especially with like, when we talk about the 1% people, I think that goes in all fields and all categories, you know, people who are in fitness, you know, people who are winning Mr. Olympia, the bodybuilding uh, championships, you know, Matt Fraser, he's the fittest man on earth right now. You know, it's, it's not an easy task five years in a row to win the title of the fittest man on earth and have be a regular CrossFit champion. It takes a lot of endurance and his mindset, his mentality is, is just something that, you know, you have to, you have to keep going. You have to keep pushing. Someone asked him the other day is like, like, what do you tell yourself? What do you tell yourself uh, when you're going through, you know, the pain and suffering of like, you know, achieving what you want to achieve. He's like, I tell myself a lot of stuff, but one thing I'd always tell myself is like, make yourself proud, you know, make yourself proud first. And I think if you have that mindset of like, as Kima mentioned, committing to yourself and like doing something that makes you happy, makes you proud before you do it for anyone else. I think there's nothing that's going to stop you from achieving your goals. You know, when you have the mindset, this is for me and for me only first and foremost, then you're just going to keep going. And same goes with like athletes in their sport. You know, you have Michael Jordan, you have Ronaldo, you have Messi. In business, you have the Jeff Bezos, you have uh, uh, Elon Musk. Like they're all for that mindset, that the 1% mindset that, you know, keep going and they wanted to just do it because they had a promise to themselves and a commitment to themselves that we're going to do this for nobody but for ourselves. Yeah. You have to be... The thing is this, that if you can commit to yourself and make, keep the promises you make to yourself, then you won't be like, then you put yourself in a position where you can then command the respect of other people and get other people to also do the things that, you know, you're, you were telling yourself, like, I don't know if I worded that right, but the people that can commit to themselves are able to kind of you know, also lead organizations and, and companies and uh, different things that require you to have a team, right? Now, if I don't keep promises to myself, then as a result of that, I'm not going to respect myself. And then if I don't respect myself, no one's going to respect me, right? And so imagine trying to create a company where no one respects the boss. It just doesn't happen, right? And so uh, if you can't keep promises to yourself, or you don't have self-respect and self-esteem uh, for yourself, you, you're not, you're not going to be a leader. Uh, and what you'll end up doing is someone else that does have that will end up telling you and giving you direction and telling you what to do and what you need to do and that kind of thing. So uh, I think the choice is yours, like really, which of those do you want to be? And I'm not saying you have to go lead and be a, you start your own company, but at the same time, you should have 
enough self-esteem where you can pick what you want to do. You know what I mean? Whereas like, oh, you're just showing up to work, barely getting by that kind of thing. Or are you someone that, man, like Chima's here. He really makes a difference. He brings a lot of value to the organization. Wherever he wants to go, I'm going to support. Like that's a very different conversation. You know what I mean? So um, any other thoughts, Ruffy? No, just keep going, man. For our listeners. Again, you you know, sound like you're about to die, man. Like yeah. you sound so bad. No, I'm just for the not. listeners that are listening. I don't know what's going on in Ruffy's life, but uh, you know, I, I know I acknowledge that he sounds really sad uh, and really down and depressed. But uh, you know, I, Ruffy, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, no, everything's fine. I'm not down and sad. I'm just uh, reflecting on you know that. I'm just reflecting. I've been re- re- reflecting a lot in this past month and a half that the things that's, that a, that's a that's a red flag, man. When you see guys start uh, reflecting a lot <laughs> and getting all deep. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Halo Top. They sponsor this episode. I'm eating right now. No, the sponsor is Halo Top. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I think that's the thing. Right? You just you just have to keep going and you know? just keep doing which which like I think. I think uh, we can definitely relate to this podcast, you know, like, I don't know about you, but for me, I like you, I don't really have a plan. I just wanted to do it. And I just did it, you know, I just jumped in and got guests on things are moving in and Hamza, you know, it's going really well. I mean, I never thought about, I never really, every time, you know, me and you, we had the conversation so many times where you would be like, bro, stop thinking and just doing like, I think, I think when I, what I realized from that is that like, the more I thought about things, the more it would put fear in my heart, you know, more I would think about failure rather than successful things more i would think like oh what if it doesn't happen what if it doesn't work and then later on i realized like what like the way i started thinking about things like what do i have to lose really if it doesn't happen doesn't happen if nobody listens to it nobody listens to it you know i mean i'm still recording it i'm still maybe a couple years down the lane i can look back to it and probably like laugh about it but at least i'm doing it and you know it's it's going in a good direction from what it looks like yeah just to touch on that a little bit and then I'll kind of close because uh, I know you're, you're probably busy and you got things to take care of. So um, on that subject, right? Like the overthinking discussion we've had so many times, I don't want to have it again, but uh, I do want for the audience, the, you know, someone that might stumble across this, that might listen to this is really important. And, and let's take the example of what we're doing here. Like this is literally the practice of just doing something daily. When you get in the habit of just doing things, then you don't have time to think about like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like if that stuff happens, you can react to it at that time. You don't need to worry about it. Uh, You know, your show not picking up or whatever. Like just think about what do you have to gain? You know what I mean? Like if no one even listens to my podcast, for example, like this is something where the intention is that no one listens to this. If no one listens to it, why are we doing it? Right. And it's for us. Like this is so that we become better podcasters. So the same thing with your fitness podcast, like at the end of the day, if no one listened to anything, you had interviews with these successful people in this space, you learned from them, you interviewed them, you became a better podcaster, a better interviewer, and you made some connections that you wouldn't have made, uh, you know, outside of that. And so it put you in a different space. Uh, it gave you something new experience. And now you can take that, that experience is the most valuable thing you have. And you can apply that to wherever space you're in. You go to work at a company or you want to start your next podcast. Now you have this experience that you can use to kind of 
really propel you quickly. You know what I mean? So uh, the, it's, it's really a win-win scenario. Like if, even if no one listens, you walk out of it in a better spot than you were had you done nothing, right? And I think, I think it's so important to just be doing something all the time. Like there's a mentality shift. Like there's people that will try all they can to not do things. And then there's people that do things. And it's just so different. Like you're, everything just runs smoother. Everything, you know, that mentality of I'm going to do something. I have a bias for action where I'm going to, no matter, like you come to me, I'm going to do something. You know what I mean? That is something, that is a culture, a mindset shift that really, it stands out. Wherever you're going to, whoever you meet, like it stands out because most people nowadays, they don't take action. Mm. You just kind of sit there they're scrolling through netflix scrolling through youtube whatever it may be most people are not doing stuff so if you become a doer that automatically sets you apart from like 90 percent of the people that are out there so become yeah. a doer just do it you know the the nike please sponsor us just do it unless you're a sponsor we don't want you listening to this episode uh but just a quick thing is that <clears throat> you just mentioned that people sit around and you know, watch Netflix and stuff. And to be honest, uh, that was really me, you know, about uh, a year ago when actually way more, uh, maybe probably early last year, January, February, right? It's been, I can say, I think it's been almost a year now, or at least close to a year that I have not touched my PlayStation, you know? And for me, that is kind of weird because I love playing video games. And it's just that now I just realized, like, I can't think of a time anymore where I can't think of a time anymore where, like, I was not doing nothing. You know, now it's just like constantly I'm doing my master's for that my certification. Now I'm doing my personal training certification. Now in the future, I have like two, three more certifications lined up. Like there's things that, just, that are just like constantly going to happen. And then you're just in it now. You know, you're just, you're just in how they say, oh, what's that? The Avengers, you're in the end game now. <laughs> you just have like make through it and that's it that this kind of like uh sculpt your life in in the direction that you want it to go i guess yeah one thing just a, a closing thought and i am going to close this time because i said that like three times i feel like but when you start doing things you'll start noticing more opportunities that come your way but if you're not doing anything you're not taking any action to begin with like those opportunities aren't just going to come falling down from the sky you know what I mean? You have to put some action out, some take some form of action so that people know that Ruffy is someone that does something. And then they'll start associating certain things with you. And when they think of this, they'll be like, oh, Ruffy is someone that's doing this. Let me reach out to him, that kind of thing. So uh, be open to opportunities means taking action and putting yourself in position to being open to those opportunities. All right. And with that, that is all for episode eight. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.